You are now listening to NYY Sports Talk, a New York Yankees podcast. Find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. For live in-game Yankee updates, news, and fan giveaways, follow on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Now, let's talk Yankees baseball with Christian and Chris. Welcome back, episode 23 of the NYY Sports Talk Podcast, presented by the Armchair All-Americans. I'm Christian, alongside my co-host Chris. What up? Figured we <laughs> needed a reintroduction, because it's been a while. Been a few weeks. Um, last episode was our Christmas episode, but we recorded that... Two weeks a week before, yeah, yeah, week, two weeks ago. Yeah, no, it's been three weeks already. Oh my god, the because days fly. Usually, we record the day before we release, and we recorded the Christmas episode a full week in advance, so we haven't recorded a new episode in three weeks. And hey, luckily for us, nothing really major happened. Every time I read a rumor about Garrett, Cole, I know, I was I like, was... oh, please don't make this trade right now because we can't record. The only thing that that really struck with that was that it was kind of smoke right how true is that you think that the yankees were never even close i don't know if it was a lot of smoke i just think that the two teams never got on the same page i'm sure cashman has been in plenty of conversations with pittsburgh about cole yeah but i think uh i think that a report came out saying the yankees and the pirates were close right that that things were heating up. Heating I up, think I think that the, the I think term. that's the part that uh, wasn't true. I don't think it ever was getting to that point. Do you? I, I think it would have happened. Apparently, from what I you've been reading the last week or so, is that it hasn't gotten that far because the pirates are not moving off Gliber Torres. So you know what? Maybe you don't blame them. You know. Like I said, I don't, I never understood why fans are getting mad at the Pirates. The Pirates don't have to trade the Yankees' Garrett Cole. I'll tell you why. And we should talk about this. Okay. Okay. Yankee fans are upset. And myself included, because we're all not that high on Garrett Cole. So when we think that this team's coming in asking for our best prospect, we think they're crazy. The truth is, Garrett Cole is actually very valuable. He was a first round, first overall pick, I believe, from the Pirates. Correct? Yes. Okay. The Yankees are, no, the Yankees drafted him, didn't they? He was drafted by the Yankees and then he elected to go to to UCLA, right? Is that where he went to school? I'm not sure. I just knew the Yankees wanted him. Yeah. No, he was, he was a Yankee. The Yankees, he drafted him out of high school, then he elected to go to college. Right. And then he came out and he was the number one, one or two. I want to say. No, no, he was one. Number one overall. I just didn't know if it was one overall. He was the number, he was, he was the first round pick. Twice. Yeah. Yankees drafted him. That's what I never understood about that. The Yankees didn't draft him like the 47th round. He was a first-round selection for Well, them. this is what I'm getting at, right? 
Yes. He's still young, and this guy's a first-round draft pick. The Yankees see something a little bit more than we do as fans. So that's why the Yankees are willing to give up a Clint Frazier right now for him and maybe even a Chance Adams, and he's a good return. I had to eat my own words. Listen, I have – we've talked about this a couple episodes ago. My uncle's a, a one of the head scouts for the Braves, and he told me that – if we got Garrett Cole, which he didn't think we would, because he knew the Pirates wouldn't get off of a guy like Torres for Cole, uh, he said we should be ecstatic and that his numbers don't tell how great of a pitcher he truly is. His numbers thus far, his his bad numbers last year. First of all, why he's attracted to the Yankees is he, his contract is very team-friendly and they have him under control for next year. This is what you want to lock up as as an organization is major league proven starting pitching that's controllable, and that's what he is. And but my point and he's is, not a bum. I don't care what no, how many tweets we get at it that oh he's terrible or that he's a fourth or fifth starter. He's not. I'm just he's just not. But my my point is is that he's not even a three starter. He's a one or two. He's a one or two as a guy who needs to improve some of his stuff, but he has the capabilities of being absolutely dominant. And no, the Pirates aren't going to just give him up for nothing. And they shouldn't. And they shouldn't. And if they want Glyber Torres for him, then that's their prerogative. Yeah. I would – hey, if you were giving up your best pitcher, wouldn't you want Glyber, Glyber Torres? You got to understand, you have something that I want, Right. So I come to you have something that I want. So I come to you and I say, Chris, I want that water bottle. It would it's the best water bottle for me. I think it's great. So what are you going to do? You you see a couple of things sit on my desk and you You're know that I don't want to trade this Red Bull, right? Right. But it's the it's what you want back. And I do. Right? I do want that Red Bull. So you're going to say, "Oh, I want the Red Bull." But I'm like, "No, that the Red Bull's the best thing on my I think desk. We got it. I'll give you. I think we got it. This television remote. No, I got it. Right? I get what you're saying. That's what that's what people need to grasp. But listen, people also need to grasp that the Pirates do this all the time with the Yankees. That's why the whole Garrett Cole thing isn't out of the question just yet, because the Pirates do this time and time again with us. They call up. We want Torres. Yankees say no. They call up a couple weeks later. Hey, we still want Torres. Okay, no. They do this for what? Three, four months? And then finally it's like, fine. When's the last time the we'll two teams take made Frazier. No, when's the last time the two teams made a major trade? Xavier Nady in 2008? No, I'm just saying in general, whenever the Pirates and Yankees do a deal, they one, always, what, okay, so what they was always the last, shoot for guys. What was the last big deal the two teams made? Xavier Nova. Nady. No, Nova. That was a garbage move. Come on. Who do we get? We gave up Cervelli and Nova. No, you didn't give up Cervelli no? and Nova. Cervelli's been gone for years now. I don't follow that kind of stuff, bro. That's you. That's you. That's Cervelli you. hasn't been on You a know team. what I know? You know what Nothing, I know? Nothing, apparently. Cervelli's not our backup catcher anymore. Yeah, apparently. And he plays know. for the Pirates. That's have, all I care about. You want Yank- to know why? Because he's not a Yankee anymore, so I don't I don't care. The Yankees and Pirates have made a bunch of bit moves, like um, the Chris Stewart deal. <laughs> don't knock that over. I'll knock over whatever. Yeah. I will beat you to death with it if you knock it over. <laughs> anyway, 
So the deal to me that the Yankees should be making with Pittsburgh is for Josh Harrison. They need a veteran presence on that infield. I do like Josh Harrison a lot. I always have. I always have. I don't care what they tell you. They're not going with two rookies on the infield. They're not doing it. I just don't see it happening. No, it's not going to happen. I think Andujar. All right. Here's you want to know my take on the pitching end of things. Sure. I don't know if they'll end up getting Cole. I don't know if they'll end up getting a guy like Garrett Cole or you Darvish or anyone big like that. Maybe they end up just getting like a Cobb or something. I don't know. All I know is that I don't think Andohar is going to be a Yankee by the start of the season. I think he's going to be used as a, as part of a trade. I don't think Clint Frazier is going to be used in a trade anymore unless we get Cole. Um, I think Andohar is going to be packaged and I think we're going to get back a veteran third baseman somewhere. Uh, or we sign a guy like Frazier. I you think mean like Torres, uh, Jan Harvest Solarte? He's gone. He went to the Pod, uh, Blue Jays. Blue Jays from the Padres. Are you upset over that? Yeah, okay. The, he was the guy we traded to get Chase Headley. He actually had a good year last year. No, he's he? been a solid major league player. He really has been. So, um, that's my take. I think the Yankees fill the hole at third with a veteran. I still think it could be Todd Frazier. Uh, I don't see him really going anywhere right now. So the thing with him is that I think his market is going to shrink. I mean, he really doesn't have a market. No, that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't see anything. There are guys happen. out there that are better than him, and they haven't gotten jobs yet. <laughs> They're probably better than him, and would require less money. I mean, I don't know about that. Mike <laughs> Mustakis isn't going to require less money. Mustakis could still happen too. You know. I know that was like a... Is he going to take a one-year deal to come here, though? That's the whole thing. If he doesn't, he might have a choice. All right, but here's... here's, That's why the Yankees are waiting. Yeah, well, you know what they're waiting for? (laughs) Manny Machado, because that just came out a couple days ago, too. That they're still... They just recently had a conversation or something with Baltimore. Yeah, I heard. So let me ask you this. What's the rush, right? Why we, we talked about this... Enough to my head hurts thinking about it. We know the Yankees don't need him right now. We know if they wait a year, they're going to have him without giving anybody up, right? So what's their rush, you think? Why do you think Cashman keeps picking up the phone? Because he's Manny Machado. Yeah, but I mean. And they do have a hole now. They have a hole in the infield. So you'd say, hey, we might as well get him now. You might as well you can't make give up Andujar now. I, I've been very vocal about this when the the uh, rumors first started a month or so ago that they don't need him. They shouldn't trade the farm for him. But if you're going to go ahead and do that, you got to get his name on a contract extension before that deal is done. You cannot uh, trade all that talent for a rental. No, no, he and. He's come out and said he wouldn't sign an extension, correct? Oh, then you don't make that deal. Absolutely I don't know not. if he has or he hasn't, but I'm saying if you don't, as the Yankees, you don't need him to win the World Series. If you are right. a player away from winning the World Series then or even being do. a playoff team, then yeah, then I see doing it. But, but the Yankees don't that. need him to be a playoff team. They don't need him to be a World Series contender. All right. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. We're getting close to the season, right? We're 30s. 
five thirty six days away from pitchers and catchers at we're this less point. than a month they report on Valentine's Day I think and we're recording on what yeah. days of seven so, so yeah we're like thirty seven about days. a day away about a day about a month away yeah so a month and a week or so maybe five weeks away which is insane when you think about I know. it uh so I think we're all a little bit more excited this is becoming a little more tangible for us now it's only a month away at this point if i woke up and the yankees gave it all away for manny machado and you were going to tell me that our infield was going to consist of manny machado Didi gregorius glyber torres greg bird gary sanchez and we had stanton judge gardner hicks uh fine i'll just fine that's great I'm, I'd be excited at this point. I wouldn't be pissed off about the guys that gave up. Would you? Yes. You'd still be upset. It's, it's not a sound move. Are you still, just, you're not going to mortgage it. I'm not saying it's a sound move still. I'm just saying that, you know what? It, if it happens, it happens and I'm going to be excited. Look, that's the type of move you make when you know your window's closing. The Yankees just opened this window, so they don't need to start, ri- uh, just, Getting everybody out of the, uh, Jesus Christ, getting all their prospects and trading them. They just, they, remember, they started this rebuild two years ago. And just because they made it to the doorstep of the World Series last year doesn't mean that, okay, now we'll just, we're going back to the way we used to do things and trade all our young players and get superstars here. You still gotta, you wanna sustain this for five, 10, 15 years. But you don't think, all right. <laughs> Here's my point though. And, and I agree with you, right? I agree that because giving the world away from Machado just doesn't make sense because of the other factors, I wouldn't do it. But here's my thing, right? This team is built. If you add Manny Machado, I don't care who you give up. You're built for the next 10, 15 years to win a bunch of championships. So what's the difference? Pitching? You can always get pitching. Yeah, really. Cause they just, they just grow on trees out there. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but you can always you go have, out and you get You have a... Severino. You have Tanaka. Tanaka's young. He's not even 30. Yeah, but CC. You have Sonny Gray. You can't count on CC past this year. You don't even know if you can count on CC this year. No, but, but I'm talking about, look, a good team is not built on five incredible starting pitchers. It's built on two to three solid guys, which the Yankees have, and the rest are back-end rotation guys who you hope can eat some innings up and, and you know, hold some runs off the board. Look, I'm just saying that if you're going to – for what Manny Machado is going to command, you cannot take the risk of him walking at the end of this look, season. Look, If you told me that his contract was good until 2020 – Let's do it right now. I'd no. say, okay. okay. If I had him but locked who? up for three but years. Who? But who? But who what? Who would you give up? Because you know you're giving up either Torres or Florial, right? Yeah. Okay. Who, who are you giving up? I think your outfielder's more expendable. So I would give I up agree. Florial. I give up Florial for him. And I and I put Torres at, at second. You give up Sheffield for him? Because you're going to have to. He's my. He's the toughest one for me. Because he's a lefty pitcher who is very highly regarded. Yeah, and they don't grow on trees. That's why I keep no, telling I you. No, I know, man. So have you but what I'm But what I'm trying to get at is that we look at the Yankee rotation, and I'm guilty of it too. We look at the rotation, and he's giving me the middle finger. He's cranking it up as I speak, by the way, just so everyone knows what kind of a person he is behind the scenes. But 
you look at this rotation, we have three guys who are going to be here for a long time. Who? Severino, Tanaka, and Gray. What's these a are, long time these are, these two, three years. Okay. And if they're good in those next two, three years, they're going to be here longer. They're so you young. Trade, they're what's young. Your point? You try and trade Sheffield now? No, but what I'm saying is it's not the end of the world, is it? I don't want to do it. I don't think the Yankees should do it. I just think it's unnecessary, it. especially that they got Stanton. Like, I just think it's unnecessary. You're going to pay two arms and three legs to get Manny Machado here, and is it really necessary to pay that freight? I don't know. No, it's not. It's not necessary, but I kind of want him now. <laughs> yeah, of course you want him. I want him. St- you know why I want him so badly? Because they still haven't gotten a third baseman. When's that going to happen? I don't know. I want to at least say, okay, Todd Frazier's my third baseman. Let's get off the Machado stuff. We'll get him next year. That's right? what I'm saying. Wouldn't you just rat? Like, you got to think about it. Did Cashman put this together in the last two years to just blow it all on Manny Machado? No. no. Not when you don't have to either. It just doesn't make sense. All right, let's. We can move on from Manny Machado. We could. We can literally do the whole show debating this. We probably could. But uh, I failed to mention this in the open. Just you know, very excited to be back. It's been a while. So in case you forgot, follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Follow this idiot on Twitter at Chris Junior underscore NYYST. Yeah, I'm the idiot. And follow me. On Twitter at Christian underscore NYYST. See, I'm glad that you interjected there and said, I'm the idiot. So you reaffirmed to yeah. the listeners that you are indeed Hook an idiot. On Pahanikes. Work it for me. What are you doing? You never, you never listen to that? No. Brian Regan? <laughs> no. Does Brian Regan listen to NYY Sports Talk? Maybe he does. I don't know. Let's get him on and find out. I'll I don't get him on. I don't know who he is. Hey, you know who I'm going to see next weekend? Who? Jim Brewer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He's a Met fan. I know. I'm going to heckle him. I'm going to scream MIY Sports Talk throughout his entire show until I get kicked out. Speaking of uh, people that are fans of baseball, Katie Sharp's a fan of baseball. Katie Sharp is a fan of baseball. You know what else she's a fan of? You tell me. Doing Q&As for NYYSportsTalk.com. How good are these articles, man? Um, I'm not being biased here. Did, do the fans know who's, who, who the second one is? Yeah. Maybe not all. I mean, did you drop that somewhere? I dropped it on Twitter, but not here. I dropped it on Facebook. Are we still going to keep it a secret? No. All right. So this was, we got approached, I don't know what, for the holidays to do a Q&A from our pal Mike. And I want to, uh, pinstripe passion, pinstripe passion to do a Q&A, a little background on Chris and myself to give the fans a different, uh, look inside of uh, NYY Sports Talk. So Chris and I thought that was a hell of an idea because uh, we enjoyed doing it well, ourselves. It, it's great networking too. You know, it's not always easy to get a big name on a podcast to take the time and schedule a phone call and all that. The whole Q&A article thing with the interview is just awesome networking. It's awesome exposure and it's such a good read. It's enjoyable. And so we kind of blossomed this idea based off of that Q&A we did. So Katie Sharp, uh, her interview will actually be dropping on the website tomorrow, as in Tuesday, because you guys will listen to this on Monday. 
tomorrow. Chris will uh, get that up on nyysportstalk.com. We're honestly, I'm blown away by the quality of it. Yeah. Katie, Katie really brought her A game. Gave us, I mean, if you lit, she was her second pod, uh, second guest on her second podcast. So if you listen to that podcast, you know some of the stuff already. But she goes into a lot more detail. Yeah, and we get it's a, very enjoyable. And, yeah, it was uh, enjoyable for us. Yeah, so. it really was. As a fan of her work, it was just as a fan, it was something that we enjoyed Absolutely. reading, let alone just putting this out there. So, you know, please go to the website tomorrow, nyysportstalk.com. Check out Katie Sharp's Q&A. It'll be on Tuesday. Tomorrow. That's what I said. Tomorrow. Oh, right. Because they'll listen to this on Monday. Right. Idiot. Right. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen you since Christmas. Good to know that Santa... Getting Sandy, it out of your system, pal. Santa hasn't gotten you a brain for Christmas. <laughs> getting it out of your system. Anyway, uh, February, and I think this would be the perfect thing to drop right before the Yankees go to spring training. Yeah. Would be the... I'm so excited. The long-time trainer for Lead the Bronx Bombers. Trainer. Gene Monahan From 1978 until 2011. We got an awesome interview with G. Monahan. Such a classy, humble guy. Yeah, we are absolutely. I mean, things that you look, anyone can interview a player and get the same answers over and over. Our goal, and we're not saying we're not going to have interviews with some former players and stuff like that, but our goal is to kind of think a little outside of the box with these Q and A's. Um, to speak to a guy who's almost in the background he's for almost, so many years, yeah, but, you gotta think of but it yet too. such a fan favorite. He's almost as much of an icon as some of the players are. Well, that's the beauty of it, I think, right? Because he bridges seeing, so many generations. And like, and he's a genuine fan. So like, we're getting a perspective from a guy who sees the team the way we do and also obviously much closer. On a more personal level. As so. much as we loved Katie's interview, I think the fans are going to really appreciate getting to know Gene Monaghan. Of course. On of that course. level. So, you know, Katie's, for- Katie's very approachable. Uh, she's great with all of her fans. Gene Monaghan's someone who, you know, has only done a couple interviews in his entire career. So, um, very interesting stuff. Please go to myysportsoc.com. You'll see a couple different spots to subscribe. Um, if you do subscribe to our website, you'll get automatic updates when we do drop these articles. Um, also, head to myysportsuck.com slash shop. Uh, we have some some nice merchandise up there with a promo code listed right on the site to save yourself some money. So, Speaking of NYY Sports Talk shop, uh, the Murderer's Row 2.0 hoodie which uh, was a brainchild of mine that Chris designed for us. My wife actually uh she's she's like uh she's like addicted, I'd say, to like Pinterest and buying all these oh, she's a woman. trendy t-shirts. So she she takes it. I sit there for hours. I can't get anything that I, I couldn't like. even find Pinterest on the internet, but women it's just like oops. it's like they're it's, <laughs> it's like, like bookmarked. It's like bookmarked in their brains. So um, that with a matching uh, – did you see the matching uh, – the, the Scully. Scully? It's Hey, it's selling, baby. So the Yankees ran an eight 
name bracket. Did you see this? I sent this to you. Yeah. Of what they want to call their lineup. Yep. And Murder's Row 2.0 lost in a playoff game. They lost. It lost. A tied in the semifinals, and then there was a revote that they lost, so they didn't make it to the finals. You know, I don't know how dumb it was though. What was the finals? It was the Bomb Squad versus the Bronx Bomb Squad. That's what made it out of each side of the brackets. Dumb. Now, if you're gonna call this lineup the Bomb Squad or the Bronx Bomb Squad, what the hell is wrong with the Bronx Bombers? Right. Which is what this team is anyway. That's the team's nickname. Right. So why do we even need to come up with something different? So we still win. We still win. Exactly. Go to uh go to the website, buy yourself a hoodie. What an excellent price too. I mean you Seriously. Yeah. I went to Models or wherever the Dicks, I think, the other day. Yeah, you did go to Dicks. Yeah, you did too. For free. Uh <laughs> you go to Dicks or something. That joke so- was just so bad. <laughs> Sweatshirts are like free. sweatshirts are like eighty dollars now. I routinely pay eighty dollars for Under Armour. You could buy. Nikes. Let me tell you something. And I'm not just saying this. For thirty bucks, you could get this sweatshirt. It is the com- most comfortable sweatshirt I've ever worn. You could get two and the Scully, right? Can you fit that in for eighty bucks? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Two, you get buy one for you, one for your spouse, and then you can get the half for eighty bills. Boom. What Valentine's Day is coming up? V Day. What you have V E. <laughs> No, it's VD. I VD said he was victory in Europe. <laughs> but you... Uh, Whatever. Nope. Nope. Not going to say it. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. For the chance that your wife might listen, and then I'll get in trouble. <laughs> she does listen again, by the way. Yeah? Yeah. Why? Because she got you this new equipment for Christmas, so she wants to see if you're using it. This equipment's solid. It sucks? Is that what you said? It's solid. You heard that, Meg? You said your Christmas present Yeah, okay. Sucked. Yeah, okay. All right. What do you want to move on to? You Darvish? Um, yeah. Let's do, let's do a little you. No, let's do no you. No you. No you. I hey, can I be honest with you? What? I'm kind of on board with it. At what price? I don't know. If he's gonna max out the money that we have left under the the cap, that's what I'll call it—the salary cap. And so, uh, I know it's a luxury tax, but we'll just call it the cap for sake of argument here. If he's going to max out the money that we have left under the cap, it doesn't make any sense to do it. If he's going to come in on a show-me deal because his World Series was so atrocious, then yeah, bring him in. Okay. I I just... I'm not a big you Darvish guy, but I can see... Do you know... Let me ask you a question. Him being with Tanaka... Because remember when they dueled this year when they faced off at Yankee Stadium and that was one of the best pitching matchups all season long. Yeah, and I think they that they they would feed off of each other. I meant to say this. I want to drop. I want to drop a group. Uh, I've been building our Facebook presence over the last week or so. Um, our Twitter has grown beautifully thus far. I think Facebook is also an important aspect as we grow. Um, and there's some awesome groups out there. There's a closed group, New York Yankees fans first. You have to like a, apply to this group to prove that you're a diehard fan. So I was kind of dropping some of our stuff, seeing how people felt about you, Darvish. One of the guys came back and commented that it could be a good thing because him and Tanaka challenge each other. And it would be almost like a friendly competition to make each other better. And I agree because of that game. They were both on a different level that night. 
Yeah. All right, but I don't want to. Is I don't want to spend the remaining money we have on him because we have other holes to fill. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. You have to be smart about it. But but let me ask you this question. Uh huh. I was shocked when I looked this up. What do you think his career ERA is? Probably in the mid threes. All right. Is that that's not a good guess? I want to. What do you mean? Like three, 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 four, somewhere around yeah. there. Three, three, two, nine. Yeah, he's a look. That's a hey. That is a great ERA. I yeah, but you got to understand that's, what that's a better career ERA than anyone on the Yankees. Shut your mouth and let me speak. Oh. Listen, I'm not saying that he's a bad pitcher. I get a bad taste in my mouth from guys when they don't perform in the big spot. That's why I want to start on Castro trade it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Three four two, still better. It's still a really great career ERA. It's, it's phenomenal. But that's not my point. My point is, as I just said, when I see a guy that doesn't perform in the big spot, I just don't have faith in him. And that's what happened with Castro, and now Castro's playing for the Marlins. Yeah. It, hey. And Darvish spit the bit in the World Series. This team is going, this team is expected to go to the World Series next year. And you're going to put Darvish on the mound where he can't hold a five run lead? I agree with you wholeheartedly. However. However. If the Yankees could fill that hole, and it could make sense with a guy with a career 3.42 ERA, we'll take our chances. Right? Yeah. Okay. I'd rather have Tanaka pitch to a 5-5 ERA and then pitch out of this world in the postseason and have him pitch to a 3-4 ERA and then not make it out of the second inning in a postseason start. Yeah. I agree. That's Hey, that's why I said Tanaka had a great season last year. Because, yeah, his regular season was a friggin' roller coaster Outside of Justin ride. Verlander, who was more dominant in the postseason as a starting no pitcher? No one but Tanaka. It, I mean, phenomenal performances. Better than we've ever seen him pitch. And he pitched to a mid-5 ERA last year. Yeah. So, hey, that's more valuable to me. Because, like I said a million times, if Tanaka repeats his regular season next year, this team's still going to make the postseason. Because they did it last year. So, they're sure as hell going to do it this year. So, hey. This is something interesting that I want to bring up to you. And I, I I don't want to backtrack two months ago from when they hired Aaron Boone. But I heard it come up in conversation because the Giants are looking for a new head coach, right? And it made and somebody said something interesting that made me think about the Yankees situation. That if the Giants keep Eli Manning, right, they're that's a signal that they're gonna go for it next year and try to win the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you bring in a rookie head coach and expect him to captain a team that has championship aspirations. And what what did the Yankees just do? Well That's what I want see now there's the parallel now and that's why I wanted to get your take on that. I just I think And think about it like this anybody the Giants hire would have been a coordinator on a, on another team. So I they think have that co- and now Boone has nothing yet. I think baseball, it's so important to have a guy who's going to gel with the team. And that's exactly what the Yankees went out and did. They hired a guy who they felt would be best at doing that. And I think you leave it up to your leaders on the field 
to do what they're going to do on the field to win games. And you leave it up to the chemistry on the team that a rookie manager is a rookie manager fine. But the way this team is going to perform on the field and the way they're going to gel in the clubhouse, they're all going to be working with one another side by side. I don't think that a manager is going to make this team any less than what it could be if they, say, kept Joe Girardi next year. I think they needed someone who's going to take this new young talent and grow with them instead of have someone who is managing above them. I, I, I just don't think it's a, it's something that you don't think it's a concern. You don't think it's a comparable situation though? Why? I don't because for me, honestly, I don't have the same connection to football that I do baseball. So I don't know what kind of a sport football is on the field where I don't know how much, I mean, for you, you're a diehard Giants fan. Can Eli come out no matter who the coach is next year and lead this team to victory if they give them the pieces to do so? Can he? Yeah. If, if his team Regardless is, of the coach, if Eli has weapons, can he go out on Odell the field? If Odell Beckham Jr. is healthy next year yes. and Sterling Shepard is healthy next if year. He, can he go out in the field and lead that team to victory no matter who the coach is? I honestly think he's got at least one more good season. Okay. So for me, for baseball, I think this team is going to be so dominant um, just feeding off of one another and feeding off the leaders on the field that I don't think a rookie manager is going to affect them in a negative way. I just thought it was an interesting thought that somebody put that out there as yeah, a Giants is. is searching for a coach that... Now, I don't want to veer too far into football, but the Giants were had great expectations at the beginning of the season, and then it just all fell apart for them. It was the worst season in franchise history. So if everybody comes back healthy, there's no reason to expect them not to have good expectations next year. So a team that is a playoff team, maybe a championship caliber team, and you're going to put a rookie head coach in, behind, on, you know, in front right. of that. It's the same thing the Yankees are doing. The Yankees have championship aspirations on this team now. After what they did next last year, you can't say that they don't. Hey, it, I I just think at this point it gives more credit to Boone for landing the job, because it, it probably was a concern for for the Yankees, but the you know Boone wowed them that much that they couldn't go with anyone else. So we should be excited for that. I don't think it's a concern one bit. All right, all right. Uh, last thing before we get into our two big segments of the show, uh, I read this somewhere and I wanted to get your take on it. You know. Since you're the co-host here, I gotta have you earn your money a little bit. The main host. Yeah, you're the co-host. I sit in the power <laughs> chair. Anyway, um, I was reading some reactionary piece to the whole Cole talks or whatever, and the writer stated that the Yankees don't have to make any more moves going into the season. That they would prefer. If the Yankees kept themselves, what are they, $17, $18 million under the luxury tax, kept their prospects, you know, let Andujar and Torres start the season or Andujar and Torres or any combination of those guys, let them start the season in the infield. And then let the season progress and rather than make a move now, see what they need in July. 
and then fortify the team in July. You're asking me my thoughts on that? Yeah, do you think... Well, can I say something before I answer it? Yes. Just very quick. I don't even want you to comment back. Mm -hmm. When I threw out the... um, the you Darvish stuff on, on social media, it was a big mix between yes and no. The, everything I've read about Garrett Cole, I'd say 90% of fans don't want the Yankees to touch him. Isn't that crazy to you? Like, I get it. I, I'm actually part of the 90% when it comes to what. Yeah, the but Pirates there's a difference want. between Cole and Darvish and that Cole is like, not I'm, a free agent. But like, I'm talking. So of, would you, honestly though, before you get to that point, do you think the fans, Mindset towards Cole would be different if it was only money. No, not- yeah, absolutely. But I'm just saying, like the Clint Frazier aspect of it. We threw out a poll: who would you rather have on the yeah, roster next year, Frazier or Cole? We got over a thousand votes. Frazier won by two points, two percentage points. That's crazy. That you know, fans are showing loyalty and. And, you know, to, to Clint Frazier, they don't want him, the Yankees to give him up for Garrett Cole. Anyway, um, what was your stupid question again? Would you rather the Yankees <laughs> stand pat and uh, make a move okay. in season than fill the holes now and then not have the flexibility to do it in July? Look, I think, I think at this point, that's possibly the smarter move. Um, because they are built to win as we speak. Um, I just don't think the Yankees... I think when the Yankees got Stanton, they were making a statement. And they were saying, we're not going to sit back. We're going to be on the offensive here. We're going to go out and get the pieces that we feel we can right now. And we're going to build this team to the caliber that we feel it needs to be built now. Um, but... Cashman is smart enough to know that he's not going to give up guys that aren't worth giving up right now. And maybe they do stand pat and they wait till the middle of the season. I don't know. I don't think I have a preference one way or the other. Um, but yeah, I think that could be a smart move, right? I kind of like it from this aspect of if you put all your eggs in the basket now, and then let's say, God forbid, you know, I'm not going to name a player because I want to put a whole a jinx on him. But one of your key players gets hurt, and now you you don't have a chance, to, you don't have the opportunity to replace him because you spent all your money, you traded all your prospects, and now you don't, you can't fortify the team as it makes its stretch run. You know, it's a concern that no one's really talking about. What first base? Right, Greg Bird is been not a, a given. He's not a given. He's been such a liability. If this guy goes down, now we're talking about first, second, and third base. Question marks. Yes, I said that last uh, last real show that we did is uh, that you, if you don't sign anybody, you technically have three rookies in your infield because Bird's never played a full season in the major leagues. But I just don't. Okay. I get that, yes. But when you're looking at things, and, and if you sat here and you told me Andujar Torres and Greg Bird were going to be at first, second, and third this year, you're excited about it. It's not like a bad thing where you're like, oh, what are they going to do? No, you you have confidence they're going to be pretty dominant. Um, but 
Bird's been a huge liability. So if Bird goes down, who's our backup first baseman? Do you start hitting ground balls at at Giancarlo Stanton and oh, see how he does at first base? Get out of here. Why? He's a big guy. I don't. Eh. Is that the craziest thing in the world? Is that it? Would that be? Would that be the craziest thing you've seen done in baseball? That's another reason why you should go sign Todd Frazier. I agree. I just want Frazier to be back, and I want the Machado stuff to go bye bye until next year. I really do. All right. Anyway, um, you're gonna get to the emails. The Hillary Clinton emails. <laughs> We put up a uh, contest on Twitter. Yes. For a Yankee cap. It wasn't for a Yankee cap. Yeah, it was. We wanted to let the fans pick what they could win. Whatever. I didn't say a poll. I said we put up a contest. Well, I'm going to give everybody the full backstory here. We give away so much stuff here. In fact, you guys are so spoiled. <laughs> that Spoiled Yankee fans. Go figure. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to let you pick. Uh, something out of the Yankee swag box for you to win. And you guys chose that you wanted to win a baseball cap. So we set up the contest. You send us the email and we'll answer your question on air. And then out of the questions we read on air, we'll randomly pick a winner for the baseball cap. All right. First thing we did, randomly pick five or six emails that we're going to try and get to. You want me to get to them now? You have anything else to say? You seem like you have a lot in your mind. You asking me if I have anything to say? Yeah. No. Okay. Um, all right. First email. Don't delete them. <laughs> Don't delete the emails you're telling me? Don't delete the emails. I will not. First uh, question is from Roberto Ruiz. Um, his question is about Dellen Batances. Trade him. <laughs> Do you guys think he'll be included in any packages to get someone? I'm guessing, I'm guessing he, he didn't specify before or during the season, um, but we'll just talk about it in a general sense. I don't. Um, I think at this point, Batances would have been more of a hot topic. Um, listen, Batances is a guy. I don't care what kind of a year he had last year. Go go on Baseball Reference, Google his name. I don't care, and look at his numbers. Dellen Batances is a guy you build a package around, and he has not even been talked about. He was rumored in the Stanton deal, but clearly that was just a rumor. At this point, you would have heard his name more if the Yankees were trying to package and deal him. Agree or disagree? I think the Yankees are set on keeping him, to be honest with you. And you know what? They should be because, like I said, you remove yourself from how awful he was with his command in 2017 and you just go back and look at his numbers he is a phenomenal pitcher and you know the Yankees can get him right and he might and even if he doesn't he's going to be what your fourth option out of the bullpen <laughs> right he's just not a guy that you deal and i don't think the Yankees are going to deal him right now it's... if he comes out and he's atrocious then it's like okay maybe he's thrown into a team who's truly desperate for a relief pitcher and who feels confident they can turn him back around, but it's not, he's not getting beat because his stuff isn't good. He's getting beat because uh, he's, oh, he's wild. Oh, listen, go in and look at like the hits he's given up and the amount of innings he's pitching. It's, it's comical. He's lost it's games. It's not his stuff. It's, he lost it's games last year where he walked six guys. He didn't, and didn't give up a hit. Right. 
It you just and don't as long give up as, a guy like him. And as long as a guy pitches like that and shows he's still got the stuff, there will be somebody out there that will say, I can fix him. I agree. And right now, maybe Larry Rothschild is saying that to Brian Cashman. And that's why they don't want to trade him. Yeah. Because, hey, the guy could be a closer in this league. And the Yankees have, what, three other guys that could also be closers in this league? So Four? I forgot. You forget about Chad Green sometimes. Yeah. So, it's crazy. Uh, Gino Horvath wrote to us. His question was, um, what was each of your reasons to be a Yankee fan? Um, he gave us a little backstory here. He used to get baseball cards uh, on Christmas one year, and he researched the Yankees' history and players and chose them to be his team. He, uh, he is from Canada, so he was questioned, always questioned why he wasn't a Jays or Expos fan. No, dude, boot it, eh? <laughs> uh, and no one ever believed him until he took, took him to school on our history, and he's really uh, drawn himself to the Yankees and – uh, that's his story. He wants to know our story on how we became Yankee fans. I think we really both kind of have the same story to give here. We live in New Jersey, so we're in the home market of the Yankees. And yeah, but we both have we both know why we're Yankee fans because my dad was a Yankee fan. Exactly. I told the story before about. Now, my grandfather wasn't around a lot, so my grandmother watched baseball and fell in love with Mickey Mantle and started watching games with my dad, and my dad became a Yankee fan through that. My grandmother was actually a diehard Met fan, and as I grew up, as much of a diehard as I was, she she switched for me, or at least she told me she did, and she'd watch the Yankees with me. It wasn't an option. It wasn't like... You know, you could be a Yankee fan or you weren't. My dad was a Yankee fan, so... That was it. it was, that was just I agree. It. That's why I'm a Redskins fan, also. What? I'm a Redskins fan. If you want to call me a fan of anything in football. And my dad was a Redskins fan. How do you even become a fan of Because my aunt lived in Maryland. So she used to send us tapes of the games. And then I used to watch them and so on and so forth. Okay. Okay. Uh, next question, Linda Buckta. I have never been so excited looking forward to an upcoming Yankee season. What do you think the total home runs count will be for this season for the Yankees? And what is the highest home runs total for them in the past? 500. <laughs> um, I think, I think what year? It was actually 2005. The worst year of, in Yankee history. <laughs> Was it 2005? The 2004 team has the franchise record for the most home runs. Oh, my God. But if you look at that team on paper, it's easy to see how that happened with Sheffield. It was like mid-200s, I think, they had. It was like 240 240 or something something, uh, that year. I knew it was 2004, And Matsui and Posada and all that team just just hit a lot. Yeah, well, guess what? If that crazy... Series didn't happen. That team probably would have won a World Series. So they weren't honestly though. They their their pitching wasn't championship caliber mm. that year. How many home runs do you think this team hits this year? Let's just go up and down the lineup. I'll I'll pull my calculator up. Your calculator. All right. So Brett Gardner. Uh, let's give him, a solid let's give 15. him fifteen. Okay. Let's be let's be safe. Judge. Forty. Yeah, forty is a fair estimate. Stanton. Same thing. 
40? Really? You don't think he's going to hit 40? 45. You think he's going to hit more than Judge? Yeah. Okay. 45, I'm giving him. Yup. All right. Sanchez? 30. 30. Bird? <laughs> I have no idea. Is he going to play a full <laughs> season? I don't know. If he plays a full season, he's, I give him 30. All right. <laughs> TD? I give him 30 also. <laughs> I think he... Why can't he hit 30? Let's give him 25, I think. He hit 25 this year and he didn't even play a full year. So let's give him 25. All right, fine. Let's be safe. All right. Who else? <laughs> we don't even know really much of any. Uh, Hicks. Is he going to play a full year? Is he going to be healthy? Because then he, I could see him hitting 20 home runs this year. Let's do 20. Who else? Who are your second and third baseman? Well, let's just assume as of right now it's two mid-level guys. Let's say Torres is one of them. You want to give Torres 15 home runs? Yeah, I guess he could hit 15. Huh? And then let's, you know, let's say they get uh, a mid-level third baseman. If Frazier's there, then you say he could hit 20 home runs this year. But if it's Andujar, is Andujar, I know Andujar. So let's a- just put 15 home runs at third base right, and be safe. Right? Yeah. We're at the 235 mark. Yeah, and then you figure that, um, you're going to have a couple from bench guys and so on and so forth. You figure you could at least get another 15 out of your – you would hope and guys on your bench will hit you. Let's say, let's say 250. They're going to break the record. It's not, outla- it's not outrageous to think that they could. All right, Linda, put us on the record. We're saying 250 for this Yankee team this year. Deal? You like that? Hmm. You good with that? Yeah. You sound like you're getting tired on me. Mold. Yeah, you are. Okay, next question. Matt Shiner, I think is is how you pronounce his last name. Um, Ellsbury. <laughs> Ellsbury and 20 million to the Mets for Matt Harvey. What do you think? I'll tell you this, uh, Matt. The Yankees are not going to get rid of Jacoby Ellsbury, unfortunately. And... They are sure as hell not going to get someone in return that is going to also demand a decent contract and be a complete liability. That is what Matt Harvey brings to the table. No, that's exactly what they would get for him. No, you wouldn't. You would get, you would, look, if you're dealing Jacoby Ellsbury, you don't care who you're getting back. You're getting back some low level idiot who's probably going to play in the minor leagues. Or some team is going to want to give you their trash. But you're not going to do it. You might as well keep Ellsbury's trash. No, we I talked know. about this. I'd rather have Matt Harvey. I think the upside. <laughs> you're is crazy. What? Oh, he's a Jacoby cancer. Ellsbury? He's a cancer in the clubhouse. You know it, and I know it. I'd rather have. You wouldn't than rather Jacoby have. Ellsbury. So wait. Yes, so wait. You're going to so deal. Wait. You're going to deal yes. Jacoby Ellsbury to to Queens, and also pick up twenty million of his contract to take in Matt Harvey, the guy who can't stay healthy for and one who's a season. Cl- for one season, and then we don't have to worry about Jacoby Ellsbury anymore. Forever. I think forever. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Matt Harvey comes to this team. They don't do anything this year. Shut your mouth. He is a cancer in the clubhouse. An absolute cancer. So you would do it. If that was on the table? Yeah. 
I'd sign it faster than I sign any document. Really? Matt Harvey for Jacoby Ellsbury. Do you not follow Matt Harvey? I know everything you're Do you you're know what he brings to the table at this point? Yeah, and I also know that he knows that he's only got one more chance to pitch for big money, and it's nah, this season. I don't take him. I don't touch him. He's a he's a cancer. That's what he is. All right. That's your opinion. You're wrong, but okay. <laughs> Jason Kondrick, I'm nervous about our infield. How do you guys feel about our internal talent? And is there any way we don't try to get an outside second and third baseman? Yes, there's a way. Like we talked about, Andujar and Torres can fill those holes. I just don't see that happening. You know, I don't know if the if uh, Cashman would be opposed to letting Torres play on a full-time mm, basis. I guess. I just don't. He's so valuable to have off, off the bench. He was basically a full-time player last year, though, if you think about it. Yeah. I could see it happening. I just don't think it will. I I think Torres will man second base, and I think they'll go out and get Todd Frazier. You know how you you get these feelings in your brain about certain players that you think that they're that they're more hype than anything, like that the team's just blowing smoke up them to eventually trade them. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about Miguel Andujar. Nah, he's got a good bat. He does, but he can't the play only reason why I, yeah, that's the only reason why I don't think. Listen, if he didn't have trouble playing third base, he's on this team all day next year, and we're not we're not having this discussion. How come Chris Christie wasn't given an interview to be the Yankees manager? <laughs> uh, people hate him. All right, last question from Turnover Talks. That's the name given. I know you've heard it a million times before, but. What are your personal thoughts and odds of seeing Manny Machado in this lineup in 2018? We talked about this in the beginning of the podcast. We don't have to go into it again. Um, if I had to put a percent on it, I would say it's less than five percent. This deal, a deal, actually happens. I yeah, think it's too much I think that's fair. Show. I think that's fair. But we felt that before, and we wake up one day, and all of a sudden, the Yankees are a physical away from announcing. Him as a third baseman. Yeah, so you got to understand the difference. Everybody keeps saying, oh, but the one who got John. Yeah, but Miami gave John Carl Stan to the Yankees. No disrespect intended towards Donald Castro, but he was given to the Yankees. The uh, Machado's not going to be given if to you're, the Yankees. Listen, if you're talking about contract-wise, yeah. I mean, uh, if you're talking about player-wise, yeah. But certainly not contract-wise. It wasn't given to us. Paying two hundred forty million for him over ten years. You don't think he's worth twenty four million dollars yes, a year no, on the open market? On the open market, that's that's undervalued for what he does. Well, it was valuable for them. So I just don't. I honestly, I don't see them getting Machado this year. But like I asked before, if we wake up and they have Manny Machado, who? Let me ask you this: Who were the guys they can give up for him that you'll be okay with it? Realistically, everybody except for Torres and Sheffield. So you'd give up Florial, Chance Adams, and Clint Frazier in that deal. Again, you're you're telling me that I got to give up this talent, but I have no guarantee you that he'll be on the team in 2019. That's what my issue is with it. That's my that's one of my biggest issues with it. Well, we've said it a million times. If they're going to get him, they better sign that extension. So that caps up, wraps up the uh, emails. Ow. Um, we'll pick a random winner at the end of the podcast. 
let's get to our bummers. How you, how you feel about that? About what? About getting to the bummers, starting pitchers. Oh, we, God. We left this last week or two weeks ago now on yeah. Twitter. Because uh, we were going to do a voicemail episode for New Year's Day, but we just, you know, scheduling and things happening, we just... The holidays, blah, 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 blah. We couldn't get around to it. So we wanted to make the fans a part of the first show of 2018. So we let you guys pick the names you wanted us to debate. I'm going to randomly list them. I'm just going to shout them out. And I already, I already have my three in my mind. Are we doing three or four? You want to can you want to open it to four? Cause it's Let's open it to four. We'll open it to four. All right. I'm going to just... Rapid if fire. If you read to me, either if you say the names Chiming Wong or <laughs> Hiroki Kuroda, I'm gonna punch you in your friggin' mouth. Okay? Number one, Hiroki Kuroda. Because <laughs> those were actual, and I'm sorry, you can block us, you can write us a nasty thing on Grubhub. <laughs> what is that thing called? Yelp. Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> and say what mean bullies we are, you go cry in your safe space, kid. But, <laughs> You cannot have me take you serious if you're going to tell me Hiroki Kuroda was a bum as a New York Yankee. <laughs> or right. Chim Ming Wong, for that matter. Hiroki Kuroda is actually the first name. No, just... Now, let, let me go. Okay? This is the last name I'm going to talk about before I just go on my rapid fire. Jabba Chamberlain is number two. And we can debate him as a starting pitcher. I think as a starting pitcher, he probably belongs on the list. <laughs> as a bum. But I, I would leave him off yeah. because the other guys are. It's not his so fault. It's bad. not his fault either. It's not his fault. He got drunk and right. broke his leg on a trampoline. It's not his fault. No, I meant it's not his fault that he was taken out of a role where he was dominant. No, but he still was awful. Yeah, Jabba Chamberlain. Okay, ready? Here we go. Rapid fire. AJ Burnett. No. Carl Pavano. Kate Igawa. Keigawa was the most that we got. All right. Keigawa, obviously. Pavano. Pavano. Listen, we talked about this. Pavano, we are going to say, was going to be on the poll, but he was hurt. So he's not even eligible now. Yeah, he wasn't even so much bad as that. He just never pitched. No, he's hurt. He can't be on the, he can't be a starting pitcher for the bums because he's hurt. He's on the DL. So we're not even putting him on the poll. Michael Pineda. No. Javi Vasquez. Another K Gala. Jeff Weaver. Uh, he... <laughs> Jeff Weaver was so bad for us. I don't think he cracks the top four, though. That's how bad. <laughs> K Gala again. I'm not even going to keep reading him. Videl Nuno. Sergio Mitre. Inconsequential, and he just wasn't around more. Wasn't enough. Mitre a relief pitcher, though? For yeah, he us? started. He, he, spot he was a starter, but. He was. He was I almost. Said the F word, and I'm trying Hideki to... Hideki Arabu. Arabu wasn't that bad. Uh, yeah, he was. Here's one of your boys right here. I can tell you right now. Kevin Brown. Kevin Brown. Randy Johnson. No. What? No. Ke- Randy Johnson, as a Yankee, was a bum. He pitched here two years. He was a bum. And the first year, he won 18 games and had a sub four year. Well, did he really? Yes. Oh, all right. Jarrett Wright. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, Jared Wright. Phil Hughes. No. No. I'm going to read that one. Who was it? <laughs> Kyle Farnsworth. 
but we we we're corrected not doing, the we're not doing that yet. <laughs> he will definitely be on for relief bums. Chris Capuano. <sighs> what? Yes, but he, insignificant. Insignificant compared to these other guys. Uh, I think a lot of them are just are just repeats at this point. I'm trying to find Jose Contreras right. again. Just so. Uh, how about Chad? Go. How, how do Chad you Godan, Godan, right? Again, not significant enough. Excuse me, and he was used a lot as long relief, so... Chen Ming Wang is one of them. I'm sorry, I don't mean to offend anybody, but do you pay attention to what the word bum means if you're going to give me a name like Chen Ming Wang? How about, how about Ponson? Again, again, it didn't. He was here so insignificantly. And... Alright, so we, we have an idea of who we think we're going to put on this list. Yeah, I'm going to tell you who I want on this list. Uh, Keigawa. Mm-hmm. Um, Jarrett Wright. He was so bad. I hated him. He just looked like a steroid abuser. Um, Javier Vasquez. 100%. And, oh my god, who's the fourth? I had him in my Kevin mind. Brown. Come on. You want to put Kevin Brown there? You have to. He's such a bum. Javi Vasquez, Kevin Brown, Kei Gawa. Let me look. I just Can I just look up Kevin Brown's numbers as a Yankee, though? Can I do that, please? Yeah. I just want to see it. Yeah. And they're bad. They're bad. I think I think he had a high four ERA. And he, and he pitched two full seasons for the Yankees, I believe. Okay, apparently Kevin Brown is an African-American actor also. <laughs> I don't know. I just remember having such negative thoughts because he pitched Game Seven of the World of the ALCS in two thousand four with a broken hand after he punched the wall because he sucked in a game. You ever read the uh, the Messina book that he did with Tom Glavin? No. All right, two thousand four, ten and six, four point oh nine. Not going to get you on the list. All right, but. 2005. <laughs> what do you have, like a six, high six ERA? Four and seven, 6.50. Yeah. He only pitched 73 innings that year. So he must have been hurt. I think we should throw him on as an honorable mention. What do you think? This is going to be our first. His ERA in the 2004 American League Championship Series. You want to take a stab at what it was? Say it again. 2004 American League Championship Series. You want to take a stab at what his ERA was? 50? Well, not quite. (laughs) 21.6. Oh, my God. Although in the ALDS, he had... uh, What did he do? In the ALDS, he... He pitched in the ALDS? Yeah, in 2004. He won his only start. He gave up one uh, run over six innings and got the win. Wow. But then, uh, you know, things didn't work out so well for him in this, in the championship series. His only, um, no, he had, uh, let's see here. He had two World Series starts. Most famously was, um, in 1998 there when he pitched to a 4-4 ERA against the Yankees. Can I say, can I finish my thing real quick about the, 
Messina book. Uh-huh. You were talking about Kevin Brown having a broken hand. Yeah. In one of the uh, parts of Messina's book, he talks about our boy Carl Pavano. Um, apparently, he was in like some car accident or something. Yeah, he did. He got into a car accident. And That's he didn't tell anybody. He didn't tell anyone about it. And he went out and pitched and he injured himself more because he didn't say anything. I could I could be wrong. I read the book a long time ago, but I'm pretty sure Messina said he took him by the neck, threw him up against a locker, and he told him if he ever did that again, he'd kill him. <laughs> and he and he had it out with him. But you want to talk about a bum? Pavano did that. I looked at his numbers. He was here for what three years? He pitched like 17 games. He was only on the field for three years. He missed the entire 2006 season. Am I right? 17 starts for the Yankees? No, he started 17 games oh. in 2005. And then in 2007, he made two starts. <laughs> and in 2008, he made seven starts. So, you know what? Screw you, Carl Pavano. I'm putting him over Kevin Brown. Really? Yep. Wow. Okay. So That's up to you. You can no, take no, that if no, you want. No, I like it. Let's do – because here's why. Here's why I want that. Because our two biggest names, I think, were Pavano and Kagawa. So this could be our first true toss-up. And I'll tell you what, fans. I agree with you that they're both bums. But go look at Javi Vasquez's numbers. No one's worse than him. No one. He's my vote. You know what? Let's give some people a little – When I thought of the idea for the Bronx Bummers, when I thought of this idea, it was – Javi Vasquez, who gave me inspiration. All right. He is a stellar two and four with very fitting 6.66 career ERA. Who? Keigawa. You just said two and four? Two and four. He's only had six decisions. Remember they Remember the year they signed him? They buried him in the minor leagues. And I remember. Oh, yeah, you're right. He was so bad, he couldn't get up to the big league you're level. You're right. And then he made a start, and then the Yankees knew, the Yankees knew what they, exactly what they were doing. They called him up to pitch in San Diego on like, on, in a night game on a Friday night where they know nobody would be watching, and he got <laughs> lit up. Wow. All right, here we go. Ready? 2007, he went 2-3, and three, 14 starts, uh, 12 starts, 14 appearances, 6.25 ERA. Uh, 2008, one, uh, one start, two appearances, 13.50 ERA. And that was it for him. And I believe the Yankees sent him to San Diego, he, and he never pitched again. But he never pitched again in the major leagues. Oh, my God. He was a direct a reaction to Boston getting Daisuke Matsuzaka. Remember him? And he, yeah, well, Matsuzaka was good for a couple of years, but yeah, his problem couple. was he threw way too many pitches. Couple. So there you have it. Kay Gala, Carl Pavano, Javi Vasquez, and. Oh, let's give Vasquez's numbers. Oh, right? they're so bad. Who was our fourth guy? Jared Wright. Jared Wright. My boy. Because they signed Wright and Pavano in the same offseason. Yes. Such a bust. I hated Jared Wright. I hated everything about him. And I remember he pitched uh, an elimination game for the Yankees in 2005 or 2006, one of those years, and he just got de- he just got destroyed. The game was over before you could sit down. All right, ready? Ready. 
2004, his first uh, go round with the Yanks, 14 and 10, 4.91 ERA. 2010, you know, the sequel, Brian Cashman thought it was so good he had to do it again. <laughs> 10 and 10 with a 5.32 ERA. Give me his career Yankee ERA. It's at the bottom. Yeah, 5.09. Yeah. You know what the funny thing is about that 2010 season? Is that it was sandwiched around two pretty decent seasons. In 2009, he went 15 and 10 with a 2.87. And then in 2011, his last year in the Bigs, he went 13 and 11 with a 3.69. Well, it's like, uh, our boy Lance Berkman, when we looked at his numbers, he was, he was MVP candidate the year after he left the Yankees. Again, but you know what? Those two seasons, like, they're not great, but I think the lasting image of Johnny Damon hitting that grand slam off of him in the 2004 Game 7 of the ALCS is what people remember. But he, but no, here's something that, here's why Javi Vasquez is such a significant bum. He threw a lot of innings. He pitched a lot of games. He had a lot of decisions. He was a significant member of this rotation, and he pitched to a 5-plus ERA. That is atrocious. I'm not saying it's not, but... Atrocious. But... Think of this. Think about this. CC Sabathia two years ago, when he had a really bad season, mm-hmm. what was his ERA? It, he was... He was almost unbearable to watch, right? Yeah, but can, while I looked that up, can you answer that for me? Do you think the fans would have less venom towards him if he didn't give up that grand slam? Maybe. Maybe because he wouldn't be such a significant figure in our minds at that point. Because you're right. That is the everlasting image I have of Javi Vasquez um, on this team. But... All right, CC. He had he had three pretty bad years in a row there. 2013, 4.78. Mm-hmm. 2014, 5.28. 2015, 4.73. Okay. So those average less than what Javi Vasquez did here. And those were some pretty unbearable years, especially because we were watching a guy decline. But that's how bad Javi Vasquez was. And he was the main piece of our. And you really got to give CC credit for what he's did the last. Oh, two it's years. unbelievable! After seeing how it's he, unbelievable, he was that bad in thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen to be as good as he was. It's unbelievable. What do you go fourteen and five last year yeah. with a with a three eight three eight seven three eight nine six nine three six nine. That's unbelievable. All right, our final uh, our final finalist, I guess you could say, Jarrett Jarrett right, right. Samuel Wright is his full name. Okay. Let's look at his numbers. I just want to. I just hate him so much. I just hate the look of his face. It looks like he just like chewed on steroid pills. I told. I said that. He looked like he was a steroid. He has a career five point zero nine ERA. That's just his career. Yeah, that's enough. As a Yankee, uh, two thousand five, he went five and five with a six point zero eight. And 2061 and 11 and 7 with a 4.49. Bum. All right, let's see. Uh, can I see? It is uh, postseason pitching. Here we go. Yeah, it was 2006. He pitched the elimination game uh, against Detroit. The Yankees had to win to stay alive. It was game four, I believe. He finished that game giving up a stellar three runs. No. 
Yeah. He gave up four runs in 2.2 innings. Stellar. 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 It was just non-competitive. So, there you have it. Jared Wright, Carl Pavano. Do you want to hear – oh, my goodness. So you want to – he was just – I don't know what the Yankees were thinking. Look at some of these uh, series ERAs he had. 1997 ALCS, pitched to a 15 ERA. Uh, 1998 ALDS, 12.46. So what the Yankees see in him? 1998 ALCS, 8.10. The 99 DS, 22.5. What did and the then Yankees see in uh, DS 9.31. Those are some of his uh, postseason. postseason ERAs. What did the Yankees see in this guy? Uh, I have no idea. I just think that he might have been the best available pitcher at a time where they had no other options. Wow. So if Jared Wright is the best available pitcher. <laughs> you know what? I just because I want to. I want to see this for myself. Let's look at Jeff Weaver. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. He was such a bum as a Yankee. Again, if he doesn't give up that big home run in the World Series that changed the tie of that series, do we think differently of him? What year was that? 2003. Mm, no, I still think he's a bum in our minds. Because he was just a bum at that point. Career 4.71 ERA. What was it as a Yankee, though? As a Yankee. Oh, yeesh. All right. 2002, 5-3, 4.04. It's not going to get you on the list. No. But <laughs> 2003, 7-9, 5.99 in 159 innings. So he pretty much pitched the whole season. So what was it? If you scroll to the bottom yeah, of I that. I see it. I'm just giving you individual I want to know. Uh, as a Yankee, he went 12-12 12 12 with a 5.35 ERA. That's pretty bad. I don't know. I'm leaving him off the list, though. I'm leaving him off. In the 2003 World Series, he pitched to a 9 ERA. So that was good. That was good to him. Actually, you know what? (laughs) He only gave up. That was it, though. That was his only appearance, and he gave up a tie-breaking home run. Great. That's why, uh, yeah, he gave him one run, and it was a tie-breaking home run, and so that was what? in the swing game. Would you World put him Series. in? Would you put him on the list? What? Would you put him on the list over someone else? No, because I was high as a kite when that happened. So. <laughs> Such an ass. What? I don't, I, what, did I, what? I was sitting high. <laughs> was very high that day. <laughs> so, Jared Wright, Carl Pavano. Kay Gawa. So many places. Javi Vasquez. Now I got to look at Hrvdeki Arabu. Oh, my God. No, I'm sorry. Arabu wasn't that bad. He had a mid-four ERA. Did you look at it? Yeah. I want to look at it. Okay. The guy, the guy's dead. Let's show him a little respect. I'm not going to throw Kay, I'm not going to throw a Deki Arabu Did he not suck list. at baseball because he's dead now? That's what I don't understand. <sighs> get rest in peace. But seriously, I'm not trying to be an, an asshole. But just because he's he's deceased now, he's not eligible for this list. I don't know. You, All right, you say I'm go. the bad guy. He he's got to go on the list. I'm sorry. Why his numbers are bad? I thought they weren't that bad. 1997, 7.09. <laughs> 98.4.06, not terrible. 1999, 4.84, and then they shipped him off to Montreal. Okay, as a Yankee. 
uh, where is it? 4.80 ERA as right. a Yankee. So it's, it's but not as... But you got but, called But in fat. 97, he must not have thrown a lot of innings then. Because it didn't factor in. All right, he pitched 53 innings All right. year. So but he I was just, so bad that nah. George Steinbrenner called him a fat toad. <laughs> no, he called him a fat pussy toad. No, it was pussy, you idiot. Oh. <laughs> Is it spelled the same way? Yes, pussy and... <laughs> And Pussycat are spelled the same way, but it is not what he called him. He didn't call him. A, a, he called him Pussy. Because he was fat. So he looked like he had a lot of pus in him. That's great. That's a classic moment here on MIY Sports Talk. Like Chris doesn't know the difference between a and what pus is. So what's the final four? Just give it to me. I'm, I'm leaving a Rabu off. I'll give you Pavano. If he was alive, would you put him on it? No. I have to ask the question no, now. No, I wouldn't. Because you're sensitive to no, him being dead for some reason. I wouldn't. Kagawa, yes. Javi Vasquez, Jared Wright, and Carl Pavano. Not Jeff Weaver. No. And if you don't know who Kagawa is, can you Google his face? <laughs> it's so bad. The worst chap lips I've ever seen in my life. He couldn't <laughs> shut his mouth, and all you saw was these... <laughs> yellow buck teeth inside of his mouth. So he belongs on the list just for his poor face, okay? Just his face uh, is poor. Bum written them all over him. When I can honestly sit here and say if Kay Gawa and Chris Stacy were in the same room and Chris Stacy wasn't the ugliest person in the room, you know how ugly that person <laughs> You're is. You're so messed up. By the way, if you hear this during the podcast, <clears throat> that's Christian's stupid mini fridge that he has in here and it makes so much noise. The mini fridge is not stupid. The mini fridge it is doesn't, awesome. It clearly doesn't work because my water was warm. Hey. I just put it in the refrigerator when you got here. So you were only here about 20 minutes. So it's not a miracle worker. It's so, a refrigerator. Wow. If you put it in my fridge, 20 minutes, boom, ice cold. And here we go. I'm setting myself up for this. But I got that as a gift. My se- uh, my parents bought me that my senior year in high school for a gradu- graduation or Christmas gift. So, yeah. So that was about 50 years ago. 15. I so it's keeping- old. It is. I'm not saying it's not old, but it's awesome. Don't talk. Get shit a new about fridge, my fridge that doesn't that doesn't make so much noise. But I have a. Sticker I've never of, heard a fridge that made that much noise. I have a sticker of Batman on there that I can't get off. So no, I can't. Uh, I can't get a new one now. I'm all ba- right, I got a winner. I'm Batman. <laughs> I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> I'm not wearing. <laughs> winner is Linda Buckta, by the way, on the Yankee cap. Christian uh, will set that up. When you hear that you've won, please shoot us a DM on Twitter. I'm not going to tweet the winner, so don't ask. He's not going to tweet it. Did you watch? Oh, my God. Did you? You didn't watch. You told me to watch it. But the Chiefs-Titans game yesterday, the guy that called the game for ESPN, oh, my God, the worst case of puberty voice ever. Was he 13? No, dude. He's in his 50s, and his he he... Uh, Tennessee fumbled the ball and ran it back for a touchdown, and he went berserk. And he was like, oh he's just like cracking his voice <laughs> like crazy. And I felt so bad for him because John Gruden even called him out on it. And then it turned out that he didn't really fumble the ball. The replay showed that the runner was down by contact. So it was all. So it was all for, all for nothing. nothing. <laughs> 
Uh, oh, I'm getting wound up here. Getting wound up here. And if I don't wind you up, you talk for hours. So people love me. No, they don't. I get emails about you constantly. Yeah. Chris sucks. Get rid you of. You don't him. even have access to the emails. So. I have my own personal email. Good. I still use AOL.com. Yeah. Anyway, aging yourself yet again. I don't care. I have gray hair in my beard. Go make fun <laughs> of me for that too. Anyway, you want to? Uh, you want to talk about anything else? No, I'm good. I'm content. We exasperated each other in this episode. Well, we it's been a while, so I was excited to record today. I gotta say, it just it it just felt like we hadn't been. It hadn't been. Well, been you about do this weeks. week in and week out to take a couple weeks off is tough. And you know? I I lied to the listeners. I said I hadn't seen you since before Christmas, which was which is a lie because I ran into you inadvertently before we recorded today, which just ruined my whole day. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, you hurt me. I have a bruise. Now, mind you, I haven't worked out regularly since August because I hurt myself. I had I had a couple of serious injuries, so I couldn't even like hurt a fly right now. But I managed to injure Chris. To just tell you what a weak baby he is. It's really nice. I could have said something worse, but you know, New Year, new me. I'm such a pussy. <laughs> you. <laughs> Uh, anyway, follow me on Twitter at Chris Junior underscore M I Y S T. Follow this idiot at Christian underscore M I Y S T. See if you say follow this idiot, then they're gonna look for you. <laughs> Good. Follow me twice. So Fo- nice, you followed me twice. Yeah. There's a lot of pus in his brain. That's for sure. Chris Junior. Chris Jr. You know, you know, some people think we're a father-son team. I'm not even joking. People have asked me if we're a father-son team because I go by Chris Jr. Well, it's funny. If our dads were in the room with us, there'd still only be two different names. Yeah. And so. technically three because my dad goes by Chris. I mean, three of you would have the same name. be very confusing. Yeah. Follow us at MIY Sports Talk. Make sure you go to MIYSportsTalk.com to subscribe. Like we said, again, we have this incredible article coming out, Getting to Know Katie Sharp for January. At KT Sharp. In February, we have... K like Katie. T like (laughs) Mr. T. (laughs) And uh, in February... Sharp like the knife I'm going to stab Chris with. (laughs) Police! Police! (laughs) In February, we have uh, Getting to Know Gene Monahan, which, again, we are so excited about. Please subscribe. Uh, also, myysportstalk.com slash shop. Swag up. Not Gene Mono, like the disease Chris has because he's such a dirty bum. <laughs> you know, ever since you called me a dirt... What'd you call me? A dirt mongrel? <laughs> dirt mongrel. Dude, no, you called me a dirt monger. <laughs> you said they call you a dirt <laughs> You called me during the podcast. Now I look at my son and he's got like, he like crawls on the ground and then he sits up and he's, cause he eats like these baby, they like make these baby, uh, cheese puffs and he has them like all over his face. I'm like, you're such a dirt monger. <laughs> Poor little 10 month old kid. Uh. Uh, thank God he has his mother. <laughs> anyway, let's do a little tease for next week. What are we going to do? I don't know. We have uh, outfield still to do. We have relief pitching and catcher, right? Let's do catcher next week. Catcher bum. It's going to be tough. 
Yeah. Going to be a lot of insignificant names, such as Joe Girardi. I don't You just Chris you, Stewart. Yeah, I, I I don't know. John let's, Flaherty. Let's look at let's look at Joe Girardi's numbers. Bummed. Chris Stewart, John Flaherty. But here, before we go, I'll say this. The fans decided that because of the home run in the 2003 ALCS, that Boone didn't belong on the list, even though his numbers say otherwise. So does Girardi's triple. So does Girardi's triple keep him off the list? Maybe. We'll see. All right. So, yes, again, Chris Jr. underscore NYYST, Christian underscore NYYST, at NYY Sports Talk. Do not miss the Katie Sharp article being dropped tomorrow on NYYSportsTalk.com. Make sure you uh swag up with all our new merchandise. It's fully been integrated into the website. And Chris, say goodbye. Peace.